Welcome to the Wedding Obsessed Podcast designed to help you plan your dream day. I'm your host, Adriana, and each week I'm joined by the wedding industry's top professionals, celebs, influencers, and friends who share tips, trends, advice, and mistakes they've made so you don't have to. This is the Prenup Podcast. Today's guest needs no introduction, but I will give her a short one anyway. Jenny of Before the Vows is back on the Prenup Podcast. If you don't know Jenny, she's an amazing Tennessee wedding planner, and she was on episode 12 of The Prenup. So if you haven't listened to that episode, go back. It was so much fun. Today, we're going to be talking about all kinds of pop culture, wedding events, what's currently going on, some trend projections for 2024. It's always a pleasure to talk with Jenny, and if you want to connect with her, I have everywhere you can find her listed in the show notes. Please welcome Jenny of Before the Vows to the Prenup Podcast. So if you listen to the end of each episode, you know we do a monthly giveaway of our Prenup Bridal Prep Planner. But in addition to that, we're doing another giveaway that you guys are going to love. You heard me talking about smart labels on last week's episode. It's such a great product and it's so versatile, whether you're planning your wedding or you're moving or you just have a lot of things in storage. So the way it works is you download the smart labels app and that's available on iOS and Android. Then you label your boxes. Each label has a unique identifier and color to help you organize your boxes. Then you're gonna scan the label. In the app, you can give each box a name, location, description, pictures, as well as descriptions of each item inside. And that's gonna help you easily find any item that you're searching for, whether that's your DIY centerpieces or your bridesmaids gifts for the morning of your wedding. You can search for it in the app and it'll tell you the exact location of the box, as well as the label color, identifier, and any uploaded pictures. So you're not gonna have to unstack a million boxes, rummage through everything to try to find that one thing that you're looking for, only to find out that it was actually in your mom's garage and not in your attic. You can find out what's in the box without ever actually having to open it. So the winners will not only get this 48 pack of Smart Label stickers, but they will also get one year free of the Smart Label app. I just got mine in and I'm so excited because within the next couple of weeks, I'm going to be putting away all of my Christmas decor and it was very difficult to find all the things that I was looking for this year. So Smart Labels is going to make that really, really easy for me. To enter, just send a screenshot of your follow or subscribe on whatever platform that you listen or watch this podcast on to my email, which is adriana at the-pre-nup.com. I'll list that in the show notes. And if you want to know more about Smart Labels, visit qrsmartlabels.com. Thank you to Smart Labels for sponsoring this episode. Want to get right into it. We'll start yeah. with our cocktail hour. I want to know what's going on with you, what's going on with Before the Vows. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh gosh, I feel like so much has happened since we last talked. I know. Um, as you know, like being a fellow wedding vendor, um, at least for us in the South, like the winter is kind of like our dead season, um, oh. which is kind of great, um, especially after the holidays. It gives us a moment to like breathe and regroup. Yes. Um, so we had we had one wedding last weekend, this past weekend, and then we don't have another wedding until March. Um, so really during this time is when we're booking, um, we're kind of filling out our calendar for the rest of the year and then into 2025. Um, and then we just something exciting. We just hired three more people for our team. Um, so our team's like growing and expanding, which is (sighs) exciting. Um, and we feel really like fortunate, um, to even like, to, you know, be able to serve so many couples that we need to grow our team. Um, so yeah, we've just been, yeah, hiring people, booking lots of weddings and, 
um, trying to find time to like relax too. (laughs) Well, that's the hard part. Yeah. Like this season, you know, it's, it's the same here. It's the same in the Northeast just because the weather, like typically no one wants to get married in this. And you would think, you know, oh, this is like downtime, but there's so much back end stuff that you need to yes. like catch up on and catch up for next season. And right. it's, it's so funny. I think when people think about weddings, they think, oh, you're working like May, June, September, October weekends. And they don't understand how much goes into like vendor yes. planning and timelines <laughs> and everything in between. Right. No, seriously. We're, I mean, even though we don't have another wedding until March, we have five in March. So we're like gearing up for those, like scheduling all of our final details meetings, starting to reach out to vendors. And it's, it's a lot. Um, it's great. And I love not having to like work 12 to 15 hour days. I love doing it, but they're exhausting and it takes like several days to recover from that. Um, you know how it is. So (laughs) it's, I love this time of year. And and it's also a great time too for us to like network with other vendors. Yes. Um because uh we don't really have the time to do that during busy seasons. So we're trying to like schedule networking coffees and like go to networking meetings and like venue open houses, which is fun. Um, because yeah, we just don't have the time during like spring and fall season. I know. I know. Well, I'm I'm so glad to hear things are just booming and thriving. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. it's very well deserved. Like you know, I just adore you. you and I think you're so talented and you know, I just I wish you all the best. Anyone looking for a fabulous wedding planner in the Tennessee area, go to Jenny. She is so amazing. Obviously, I'll have everything you're so linked. Sweet. Oh my gosh. No, it's true. And yeah. we always have so much fun when we chit chat together. Like sometimes I'll just see something on Instagram. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jenny would like really yes. laugh at this. <laughs> I get so excited when you message me still. I'm like, oh my gosh, what did Adriana send me? I got to look right away. Yeah. Like we have a very similar like sense of humor, like yep. taste in pop culture, all that stuff, which gets me into, let's get into like the main event. So yeah. we are on the cusp were in 2024 officially. And mm-hmm. we had a lot of really exciting wedding happenings throughout 2023 that not only like shaped the year, but I think will shape weddings really moving forward too. Yeah. And I want to start with the first one, Gary and Teresa, the golden bachelors. Wedding. Yes. <laughs> it's so funny because I don't, I no longer watch the bachelor. But for some reason, it is still constantly in my sphere as far as like weddings are concerned. And it does give so much great wedding inspo. Like this Mm -hmm. year we had Kaylin and Dean, we had Hannah G, Tia Booth, and now Gary and Terry. Did you watch the wedding? (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I had to watch it. It was, um, well, first of all, The Golden Bachelor. I know we briefly talked about Bachelor and Bachelor like last time I was on. But The Golden Bachelor, I feel like, has really brought, like, a whole new audience to the franchise. Totally. And it it is just a whole other, like, type of show within the franchise. And so many people that I know who never watched before, they watched Gary's season and they fell in love with him. So I was so, so jazzed to watch their um, their wedding. It was, like, appointment television for me. Um, and I was just blown away. I didn't 
I thought it was going to be just like a TV wedding where they just like do the ceremony and then that's it and all the guests go home. But it was like a legit wedding with like a pre-ceremony cocktail hour and then the actual ceremony and then the reception. And they like cut the reception short and I was like, darn, I wanted more coverage of the reception because it looked so fun. I know. It did look really fun. And I heard there were some like happenings in the bachelor world like people yes. maybe a little bit of drama with <laughs> it was what caitlin caitlin bristow mm-hmm. and um it oh was, my gosh are you talking Tasia. about jason oh yes yes because yeah caitlin's apparently dating or doing whatever with her former co-host Tasha's ex-fiance zach it's like there's a a lot to it but yeah yeah no there's drama with that and then the whole um the whole proposal where Brayden proposed to Christina if if you're not like caught up in the bachelor universe Brayden is like he's he's a mess he's just a mess stop is he yeah he's just like he's definitely he's just immature um And he, uh, that girl that he proposed to, they met, they didn't even meet on the show. They met after the show. They were in like two different seasons um, and their paths never crossed on the show. So I feel like that was a producer move to get him to like propose and, you know, for the audience to see their love story since they didn't get to see it, you know, on one of the shows. Totally. I, I thought that was tacky. I don't know. Yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. On that? I, I saw like, mm. um, just when I was watching the, the golden wedding, um, <laughs> who's the host? Oh my gosh. I'm terrible. Uh, Jesse. Jesse Palmer. So, yeah. Yes. Jesse was like, you know, Brayden made sure he called Gary and Teresa to get their blessing. Yeah, right. I'm like, that's kind of weird. Like, does he even know them? <laughs> Right. And then like, I feel like Gary and Teresa are so sweet. Even if it did bother them, they wouldn't say no. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to say? Like, no, you can't propose. Like these are 70 year old people. (laughs) I know. I know. They do seem so sweet though. And so cute. A few of my highlights. One of them was like, they both looked gorgeous. Like I know. I was so, so happy to see Teresa in the dress that she wore because it was like a very youthful look. And one yes. of the big complaints about either like second weddings or weddings mm-hmm. of people of a certain age, like everything looks so old and drab. And yes. I had the same complaint. I don't know if you and I spoke about it. We might have because it's my battle cry. I'm like obsessed with this. <laughs> Yes. Why are mother of the bride and like yes. older, quote unquote, older bride dresses so matronly when these people are hot? Like Teresa right. has this slamming little bod. Like, yes. why should she have to wear this like ugly cape or whatever that they put on these people? I loved right. the dress. What did you think? I was obsessed with the dress. I saw it and I was like, I would wear that. Like if I did a vow renewal with my husband, I would wear that dress. And I'm so glad. I totally agree with what you're saying. Like, I'm so glad she decided to choose something that like she felt comfortable and confident in. And she didn't like decide to cover herself just because just because you're old doesn't mean that you can't like show off what you have. And like, obviously she works hard for her body. She's so adorable. Um, and when she went dress shopping, I was just like in tears. I was like in tears throughout the whole wedding just because of how sweet and pure and like genuine the whole thing felt. Um, but no, her dress was stunning. I, yeah. I absolutely loved it. And then another thing that I loved, um, 
the ceremony seating. Did you see how they had some lounge pieces incorporated? I was I like, I love it. Loved that. Let's talk about the ceremony because there was so much yes. that I loved about it. I yep. loved the seating, as you were saying. Like, I just, I think someone did this. It was the, it was the creator of Modern Family. He had mm. this was probably like a year and a half ago. I can't remember his name. I'm sorry, but no, you're I'll good. look it up. Whatever. Um, it was very casual seating around like pool style and it was benches mm. and couches and some seats too, like some formal ceremony seats. But if some people wanted to stand, they could. I just like I love that because it doesn't feel like you're watching a show. It feels like you're part of an experience. Yes. I yes. loved that aspect and I love this is another thing that I just wish more people would do also. An evening ceremony. Like when mm-hmm. the sun goes down, let's still keep it going. Like I I see it so rarely. Do you ever see evening ceremonies? I do not. And personally and selfishly, I'm glad because <laughs> <laughs> I was so tired. So if, if like ceremony start time was like six or seven, I'd be like, nah, like I'm I'm like I need well, like it's, multiple <laughs> energy drinks. That's a lot. But it's I understand exhausting. What you mean. Yes. yes. Like from a logistics perspective and like a planner's perspective, yes. is it the ideal? No, but (laughs) I do think it's so beautiful and like romantic and and whimsical. Like, I don't know. I just, it really gave me the feels. Of course, this is a fully produced like television program wedding too. So, you know, you have to be cognizant of that. But yeah, I loved, I also loved the decor. I thought it was just impeccable. Yeah. Beautiful, Gorgeous. like the big, the big floral arch that they had, at like the very, um, the very back of the ceremony site where she was about to walk down the aisle. Yeah, stunning, stunning, stunning. I know what their floral budget was. It was like I like I was trying to like piece together like how much everything would have costed. Um, I know, and I wonder, I wonder what the budget is for these like these ABC Bachelor weddings yeah. because I'm sure that's such a huge incentive for people to obviously mm. televise their weddings because. You know, someone's going to pay for the bulk of those things. The caveat is you kind of are on their terms. It's like, you know, if a parent pays for a wedding, typically your parent like loves you a little more and they don't have another agenda like (laughs) advertisement budgets. Um, But still, like when someone is offering a dollar amount, you're kind of obliged to at least take their like opinion on a couple things yes because you don't want to be like you don't want to be like ungrateful by any means but I was just thinking that when I was like getting myself mentally prepared for um for the recording I was thinking that I was like huh would I want to you know have this elaborate like already you know the bill is already footed wedding and like not have much say or would I want to have like a smaller scale wedding but have like free reign and like full say over everything you know that's a hard decision it is a hard decision. I think ultimately, like, trust the vendors, put it in their hands, pay for my wedding, whoever right. I have to, like, plug and promote throughout the wedding. You hate to say that, but, like, I don't know. They're it's so true. damn expensive. I know. You know what we need? We need, like, a – they need to make, like, a special, like, behind the scenes of, like, Gary and Teresa's wedding. And then, like, I want to see the behind the scenes of all the vendors. I want to see how they chose all the vendors. Like, what went into that? Like, that is so intriguing to me. I would 
Love that. I would eat that up more than the wedding yes. itself. Like that's right? the shit I need to know about. Yes. <laughs> Did you know the, night. Right. Did you know the wedding planner who um who did it? I know they like earlier on in the special, Gary and Teresa met with her. Her name was like Mindy. Um, yes. I've I've never heard of her. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like so out of the loop. I, I like I no. Instagram her and I was like, oh wow. She's no, big. she's like it's a big deal. Like yeah. It was was it Mindy Weiss who did there? Yes, I'm pretty yes. sure. Okay, so yep. I I have to admit, like a lot of it, I was scrolling past just to get to the wedding, and yeah, I yeah, saw yeah. them meeting with someone. I was like, oh, they're probably meeting with the wedding planner, like going yeah. through pleasantries. But yeah, I mean, that budget alone, she doesn't even really need the advertisement either. So right. I wonder whether ABC actually like paid her to come in. Do you know what I mean? Mm, that's what I need to know. Yeah, I know. So many Those questions. So many <laughs> questions. So many questions. I also loved the family element. I thought it was so sweet. Yes. Like the grandsons and the daughters being the mm-hmm. bridesmaids. Like mm-hmm. it was just so special. And I know that like I'm not stupid, like, you know, smoke and mirrors TV, but like it really yeah. felt sweet and authentic yes. to me. It did. There I I was like listening to some other podcasts about them like recapping the wedding and some of them were saying that it didn't feel genuine to them. And I was like, shots fired. Like that was the most genuine wedding ever. And I'm I'm a sucker for for love and for any of that. And I'm very I'm very oblivious too. So I'm like, uh for sure. maybe but I just felt the love. Like Gary was like blubbering and like he couldn't get his words out. And I just he he said at one point in the special, he was like, just every little thing Teresa does, like just I just look at her and I'm just every little move she makes, like her little quirks, I'm I'm so in love with. And I was like, Oh my gosh. I was like trying to do my makeup while I was watching it and I was just I was crying it all off. <laughs> it's so cute. It's so cute. Yeah, I, I totally yes. disagree with whoever thought it wasn't genuine. I thought it was like right? very, very sweet and heartfelt. And I didn't even watch the full season. Like I actually I really wanted to, because one of my best friends and her husband, they're like bachelor fanatics and every yes. season they're like are you gonna come back in because i always watched it like come on do it this season you know so i go to start golden bachelor because they're they told me that there was a contestant april i don't remember if i saw her there but they uh-huh. were like oh my god this woman april is crazy she's just like you i was like well, now i need to watch it thanks yeah <laughs> thanks i think but i start it and I get like two minutes in and Gary's talking about his late wife and I'm just (laughs) like such a baby. Like, I don't know if I can do this. I yeah, just, but even having not watched it, I thought they were just like very in love and happy. And they're not like, like you said before, it Mm -hmm. brought in a whole new audience doing Golden Bachelor because I think everyone is a little bit tired of these like young 24 year old hot successful people like you're telling me you really are having that hard time finding love like no you want notoriety and that's fine like I'm here for it if there's an ulterior motive like go get your bag I don't have a problem with it but (laughs) it's tired you know we've seen it yes and all all the couples from like if you go back and if you do the numbers like statistically not many of them stay together like at all. It's only no. the ones from like seasons past from like 10, 15, 20 seasons ago. And then maybe like a few sprinkled in, but yes. everyone's 
you know, breaking off engagements, getting divorces, like, and it's, it's sad. So I'm living for Gary and Teresa. um, Rachel, Ryan and Lindsay, Rachel. and Ryan. I was so. Is it Ryan or Brian? Ryan, I'm terrible. Ryan. I, I like, actually Ryan. watched that season too, and now I can't oh, remember. So yeah. sad. I was really I upset know. to hear about them, but I always yep. love to see like Trista and Ryan, whatever they come yes. back. I remember that. I remember it being such a huge deal. Right. Yes, they're the OGs. They're still standing strong. Like if they <laughs> divorce, then like there's no hope for the franchise after that. Like no. love just doesn't exist if they divorce. Like they right? cannot. They have to stick it out no matter what. <laughs> yeah, they're too far in at this point. So way way stay too with far. It. In. Yeah, but Jenny. It actually it's so funny that you said like the statistic of people who actually don't make it. Mm. There are so many contestants on the show because I feel like. Every week, I'm like, oh, there's been like another bachelor wedding. Like these people met on Paradise. These people met on like wherever. There, there are a lot of success stories, but I guess it's just like it's a relative number because there's just so many people that they pump out. Yep. Yeah. No, it's but, true. I'm like, I'm a loyal fan, but it does get frustrating. You know, you become attached to the couples, and then it's just like another breakup. Yeah. <sighs> Were you guys playing it's me? Sad. I thought this was real. <laughs> right? I know. I bought into this relationship. I'm invested. For real. <sighs> a couple other things about the Gary and Terry extravaganza mm-hmm. that I wanted to touch on. So one of the things that really made me laugh is like just the Bachelor universe itself is so strange because you're living in a house with people who are like dating your boyfriend, right? Right. So on so what weird. planet is your fiance's ex-girlfriend who he was like in love with while you were together and what world is she ever going to be at your wedding and what world is your fiance's ex-girlfriend officiating your wedding yes. like Susan, right i think yeah, yeah yeah but she did such a good job officiating i thought she did but i'm very critical she was like trying to not look at her script but then she kept mm. like pausing and then opening it and i was just like at that point just have it out you don't need to have it memorized like totally just have it out and read from your book that's so normal i feel like i don't know if yeah. you noticed that but i was like uh. i actually didn't notice that but i will i'll yeah. go back and look because i was like yeah i was like half watching like listening looking up but yeah that it's so hard for someone who doesn't do it professionally. Like so right. many people think, oh, I'm I'm a great speaker and like, you know, people people like me. I'm not like not just anyone can officiate. I actually yep. had um her name's the Val Whisperer and okay. she is Yes, I um, listened to the episode. Oh yeah, I, I, I love your yeah, episodes. So, are you kidding me? Oh, you're the best. <laughs> you are seriously. Um but she was giving like tips on what people should do like officiants and she actually coaches officiants and i think if you're going to take on that role for someone like if you're an uncle or aunt or friends doing it for a couple like it's a lot harder than people Mm -hmm. realize it Mm -hmm. really is yep and then as like the coordinator or the planner you kind of have to like they look to you and you have to hold their hand and guide them through everything like i've had couples reach out to me and be like, Hey, like my, you know, cousin or friend is officiating. Can you help them write the script? I'm like, 
no, like no. <laughs> um, that's not a part of the job. Just I, I'm like, thank you for thinking that I could do that, but like, no, um, absolutely not. Like that's that's not a part of the package that you booked with us. But that's um, <laughs> a whole other job in and of itself. Yes. Like that yes. is a huge commitment. Yes, it's a lot, and I think, I mean. This is making me think of, I don't want to skip ahead. Well, no, I'll wait. I'll wait. I'll come no, to no, no. That's, a, that's a question far down the line. Um, <laughs> um, we'll put a pin in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, remind me to come, circle back because um, I have something good to say about that. But, um, you know, I feel like when you're right, when they just, when they're like, yeah, we'll officiate your wedding. Um, and they, um, they're, they don't realize like the commitment that it is. They don't realize what they need to do. They don't realize like you have to be there at the rehearsal. You have to come up with a script with a couple. Like, are you going to put any special like, you know, um, rituals into the ceremony? Like what kind of vows are you going to write? Like you have to make announcements pre-ceremony, post-ceremony, like all these different things. And they just don't realize all that it entails. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's well-intentioned, but it really is like, it's something that I think a lot of people don't take seriously. And Mm -hmm. it is like, it's a pretty serious role. It's like the most important part of the wedding should be a ceremony. I know it's not always. Right. I know. I know. But it should be. And you know, it should be, it shouldn't be taken lightly. One more thing before we move on from Gary and Terry's. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about. I love how you call them Gary and Terry. Like that's like it just sounds so great together, Gary and Terry. I love it. I think so too. I'm watch. She like hates to be called Terry. Like, (laughs) who's this girl on the prenup podcast calling me Terry? I can't. Well, it started with my sister when she was on. um, Yeah, we were we were trying to figure out whether it was. I I knew it was Gary because I had like heard it and like I still kind of surround myself in The Bachelor. But my sister's not on social media. She's never uh, watched The Bachelor. She's like a wow. Martian. So wow. she's like, I don't think it's Gary. I think it's Jerry. And I was like, no, sit down, sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> Listen Absolutely here. Absolutely not. I know what's going on. But then I started second guessing myself because like she's the older sister and like what she says actually goes no matter, you know, how much I pretend otherwise. So it's like, right. it's Jerry. But I was like, I'm going to just, even though it doesn't matter because they both rhyme, like I'm going to remember it by Gary and Terry. Like that'll yes. that my memory. <laughs> there you go. But I love it. Teresa's bachelorette party just <laughs> drove yes. me wild. I- I forgot I about loved that. It. Give me your thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, I was like, I said like viewer discretion advisor had like a warning on it, and I was like, whoa, whoa. I like, I like put my makeup brush down when I was watching it. I was like, what is gonna happen? And oh my god, the bourgeois shoot. <laughs> yes, and she looked amazing. I'm Gorgeous. like, yes, like. She was getting it and like Susan on the bed. And I was like, ooh, okay, girls. Which like, I like, love. Don't show this shoot to Gary. He's going to be like hot and bothered. <laughs> I know. I thought it was awesome. I, again, it, it goes along with like, no matter how old you are, like embrace your body, embrace the skin that you're in. Like you don't need to cover up and be like a nun. Like right. you can show off what you have. And she was like, fully in it like so confident and I love that I thought it was so sweet some people thought it was cringe but I thought it was so sweet so fun 
Um, and then the one woman who was she, the one that was nervous about about doing it, like that was me. Like that would be me for sure. Like <laughs> so, I she was me. I was her. Like I really like just saw myself in her. So I felt for her, but. That's yeah. great. And then when they brought the strippers out, I was like, yeah. oh my God, girls get it. And they were loving life. Like I could tell those yes. strippers were having the time of their lives with those women. I know. I know. They were like from, um, gosh, they were Chippendales strippers, yes. weren't they? Yes. Which I was like, okay. I mean, it's the ABC draw. It's that ABC money. It's bringing them in. Bringing in the bacons. Yeah. And you know what? It's, do you ever go to or have you ever been to bachelorette parties where a stripper has come in? So I am like a little bit of like, I get uncomfortable with them. And yeah. I'm not afraid to say it. My friends yeah. know, like I've done, we've done one show for my friends and I, they had to like pull me kicking and screaming because I just don't enjoy them. And I don't know why. It's just yeah. not my thing. It's not my totally. jam, but I like respect it if it's yours. Cause I feel like, especially for women, it's so much more innocent than when a yeah. guy goes, you know a what I mean? thousand percent. So like, yes. I think they're hysterical. Like if a stripper's coming- yes. You will find me on the floor, like, <laughs> unable to breathe. I'm immature. That's why, like, I simply yeah. cannot. I'm a 10-year-old. And I think it's hysterical. But I think most women view it as, like, something really funny and fun and kitschy. Yes. Whereas, yep. like, when I picture men going to a strip oh. club, I'm like, you guys are disgusting. You probably percent little ugly boners and like <laughs> this place is probably so dirty and like smells like pee and beer like I just I, the thought of it like I in my mind like they're all aroused they don't think it's funny they're taking it serious and that's yes. why I think it's very different 100%. male strippers allowed <laughs> yes not allowed Yes. No, it, it's a totally different thing. Um, but no, I love that part of it. I love that they showed that. It was so fun. It was so cute. They were, the women were so excited and I was like, oh, this is, this is adorable. They, they really were precious. So I, I feel like unless you have anything to add, I feel like I've really exhausted. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll add one more thing. Oh, Kathy, please. the other girl that was on the mic, um, yes. with charity, Kathy is just unhinged. Like, oh my gosh. Wait, yes, I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention this. Yeah. When she said to Gary's daughter, like, you wish, like, I was your stepmom. I was like, Kathy, no. Not the time, Kathy. No, not the time or place. Maybe never say that. Maybe never. Never. I mean, Gary's daughter, like, she, like, played along. Like, she was a good sport about it. But I'm sure internally she was like, I'm so glad my dad didn't choose you you know? <laughs> totally. Totally. So, and I just have to give a quick shout out to Charity because obsessed yeah. with her dress and she looked so like, I thought she was best yes. dressed for sure at the wedding. Right. But yeah, Kathy, like I will say, although wild and unhinged, it's a hard job to do. And she really it did is. carry it. Like she, she did a good yes. job on the mic. No, you're right. And I think Charity did too, but I don't know if you could tell this. I just, I read people really well. I felt like Charity was so annoyed with Kathy and I don't know if it was like a, if it was like, if she was like playing into it and pretending to be annoyed or if she was genuinely annoyed, but I've, I watched all of Charity's season. I watched her on Dancing with the Stars. So I like, no, I feel like I 
actually she's my friend. I'm like, I know her mannerisms. No, you've I know seen how her she enough is. that you like you can tell. Yeah, I feel like she was just like pissed. Like at yeah. one point, Kathy was like, All right, guys, like cheers for all the single ladies. And then Charity's like, That's not me. And I was like, <laughs> Because, you know, like, they're going to run with that and be like, oh, my gosh, because she was she's newly engaged. It'd be like, oh, they're no longer engaged. So I just think Charity was like had enough of Kathy. She was entertaining. But I think Charity was pissed about her. I'm like, <laughs> it was funny I, to watch. I think you're probably right. Yeah, To put them two to those two together was an mm. interesting choice because 100 like, percent maybe have two different broadcasts, like one for like the fun, funky, spunky, you know, Kathy audience. And then Charity is more of like the female Jessie. Mm-hmm. Like more reserved, more, more polished. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like the duo together. And I also, now I'm like probably being a little bit annoying, but like, why have a, why have a duo of women when we have like Jesse interviewing people on his own. And like, mm-hmm. I thought that was a little bit annoying. It was the same thing with, um, oh gosh, Caitlin and Tasia when they had them like yes. co-host. Like, yes. we don't need two women to do the job of man. In fact, we to could carry probably, ca- yeah, carry on a little yes. like, if I just say right. Myself? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. I never, I never thought about that. Yeah. It's like Jesse was holding his own, but then they felt like they had to have two women to hold their own. That's a good point. I agree. Yeah, why not have Jesse babysit Kathy? Why did it have to be charity? Right. <laughs> I feel like Jesse and Kathy would have been really good together. Like, like, Kathy it would have been better Jessie chemistry, so I think. Yes, I agree. And then Cherry could have held her own. Yes. Yeah, Man, for sure. we have so many ideas for ABC. They need to switch up the host. They need to do a behind-the-scenes special and, like, show everything with the vendors. Listen, vendors next drama. wedding, oh. we'll do a live broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd be so fun. I'd love that. Very fun. I love yes. it. Okay, I want to get into some other – so this was a 2024 wedding, technically. But, yeah. you know, we're, like, right on that edge of it. So very iconic wedding of 2023. One of the Mm. most iconic, I would say, was Miss Simone Biles and her husband, Jonathan Owen or Owens. I don't Whatever his last name is. Who who is that man? We don't don't know this man. I don't know. Um, Okay. So by now, like everyone has kind of heard about this very Mm -hmm. strange thing. So just to backtrack a little bit, I think everyone in and around our age group, and probably like younger and older too, just really admires Simone Biles. She's a national treasure. Like she is one of the most accomplished athletes of all time. Mm -hmm. And she's, she's gorgeous. She's like, so when she's getting married, we're all like, oh my God. And then I, I hate to say it, but her husband is very attractive. So like, Mm -hmm. that's exciting too. It's like, okay, this Mm -hmm. gorgeous couple, like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's all this fodder around the wedding and their wedding was fabulous and stunning. And they had a couple different ceremonies and celebrations and locations. So we're all just like, you know, pumping, pumping this man up because like, wow, what a gift that like, he married Simone Biles. And yeah. then for anyone who doesn't know, rather than me, just gab away. Do you want to take yeah. it, Jenny, and tell the people, for anyone who doesn't know, what this man did? Yes, I'll tell the people. You can correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong. You can fact check me. Um, so, yeah, I guess what happened was it, he was in an interview, right? And mm-hmm. he was um, 
he basically was asked if he knew who she was before they met. And he said, no, I don't watch gymnastics. I don't know who she was. And then he said, so you're not American. Yeah. <laughs> True. I know. She's a decorated, like gymnast, like of all time, I think, you know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, he, I guess he made a comment saying, you know, like, oh, I'm the catch in this relationship. And upon like initial, initially hearing that, I was like, oh, okay. Um, that's quite the statement. But we also didn't hear the tone he said it in. So I, I wonder if it was just like, maybe he has a really joking personality and he was just joking about it. Um, and I mean, I feel like people are taking it the other way, which could very well be true. Maybe he is cocky. Maybe he is full of himself. But then like there was a lot of uproar about it and people, you know, were filming videos of like girls were like filming their husband. Hey, do you know who Simone Biles is? They're like, yeah. And then like, hey, do you know who this Jonathan guy is? They're like, no. So people were trying to prove a point that like Simone is more recognizable and more of a household name than him. Um, but then I guess. I don't know if you heard like Simone responded and she like wasn't bothered by it. Like she was like, everything's good here. So that that's what makes me think that maybe he was just joking and that's just his personality and yeah. people took it to the extreme. I don't know. Totally. What are your thoughts? So that was my first thought too. when I, when I heard about it and I had just done a video on Simone Biles. And mm -hmm. so I was like talking about her wedding and she was like fresh on my mind. And then mm -hmm. literally the next day this news broke so I'm like, oh my God, my heart hurts right now. This is like mm -hmm. so sad. So I watched it and like oh, the host. Oh, it was an actual like It was video a podcast so you, interview. So you can oh, so you see him do it. Tone. Yeah, oh, you can, you I can see him do one. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, and still like, I still think, you know, I always have these like stupid little sayings that my parents haven't grown up, like believe. Yeah. Um, half of what you hear and or none of what you hear and half of what you say or something like that. Yes. Yeah. So I like the host was laughing and he was serious, but there are some people who have like a dry sense of humor and they don't mm -hmm. laugh. And like, mm -hmm. maybe he was just like, yeah, I like didn't know who she was, but there was a part of me that felt like if he really like didn't believe that if he was joking, he'd be like, guys, come on. Obviously. And who, I think Simone Biles was like, she's right. The, you know, like he never really like apologized for it. And the fact mm. that she ran his defense. And again, like, I don't know these people. I'm sure they're very happy and they don't need my commentary or opinion. Right. But right. If, if she was like my little sister or something, I'd be like, sweetie, this is not, this is not the guy. Yeah. Like he's yeah. got to go. You need but, a guy that worships the ground you walk on. Yeah. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so, you know what? I th I don't think it's fair. I think you're totally right. I think it's not mm -hmm. fair for people to really like go so hard and speculate because you never know the inner workings of a relationship. Like, you truly mm -hmm. cannot, even if it seems such a certain way. But it did get me thinking about just red flags. So, mm. we see, you and I see a lot of couples and. Yep. We get to know them really intimately throughout yes. the planning process. So you see like, you know, I would say 90% of grooms and hetero relationships like kind of mm -hmm. take a backseat to the wedding but are like pretty yes. supportive. But then you have some others who kind of stand out. Like you get a groomzilla and it kind of takes you aback. <laughs> it's like, 
Yeah. You're here? Like, I, this is so interesting. Yep. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you about just red flags in relationships. Mm-hmm. I think that I can kind of tell whether a couple is going to like make it or not. Do you yes. have any of these tells? I do. I have to be careful what I say. Because yeah, <laughs> yes. Don't say it too much because like no. obviously you love all of our couples. It's nothing like right. personal against anyone. Yes. Names will be changed for privacy purposes. Yes. There is one couple that I had, um, they ended up not working with me. Um, we just had like a discovery call. Um, and it just wasn't a good fit for like either end, you know? And, um, I don't know, just like certain things like you, like you said, you really get to know them intimately. It's almost like you're a third wheel, you know, like you're like a part of the relationship. And sometimes you hear things that you wish you would rather have not heard between them, you know? Um, and it's like a fine line to walk because you want to guide them and support them along the way. But like, you don't want to like get involved with any like issues that they're having within their relationship. Um, but like, yeah, sometimes I hear like red flags, like, oh, um, you know, this is a bridal, but this is my first marriage. And then she's like, for my groom, this is his fourth marriage. And I'm just like, oh, like. And I'm wondering, like, what happened? Like, no shade to divorce at all. Like, I have friends who are divorced. Like, we just went through, like, our friends had, like, their first rounds of divorces that we, like, jokingly say, you know? Been there, like for sure. Yeah, exactly. But, like, I'm, like, fourth marriage, huh? Like, interesting. Like, How old was he, Jenny? Do you know? um, Late 30s. Okay. Okay. It's a little young for a fourth, but Mm -hmm. okay. No, trying not to be judgmental. So things like that. Um sometimes gosh I'm trying to think what else like when a groom like yes an uninvolved groom is very normal right but then you said that they're supportive and that they're like hey whatever you want honey I'm here for you like and they really support whatever the bride wants um but sometimes there are those grooms that are just like um I feel like they play devil's advocate all the time and I'm like for what like why why are you going to be so picky about like how she does her hair or like her makeup I'm like that's her choice right you know so sometimes grooms will be picky about like the weirdest things I'm like I understand if you're picky about the food the drink like that's something that everyone's going to be enjoying but um I don't yes. know. Yeah, it's it's so interesting. I haven't had any like crazy like for the most part our couples are like amazing. Like I really feel like almost all of them are like really great matches and good for one another. Um but yeah, it's just it's interesting to think about the dynamics of of some couples and like yeah, it's it's hard. I don't like to get involved. I'm like, oh. <laughs> No, I know. I know. And there's one thing that always makes me like second guess a little bit. And I think everyone's dynamic is different. So I really try not to be judgmental. But I've seen it a few times. And when a bride is stressed, if a groom is separately or or a bride who however the relationship is set up, someone is speaking in a certain way and their fiance is like, I'm so sorry about them, like this or that. In a weird way that like really bothers me. Like, mm-hmm. just ride for them. Whatever they're doing, and just be nice. Like your personality will show through. You don't have to apologize on their behalf. They'll probably apologize later. Like, just right. I don't know. It's like we're going into this time where we're supposed to be a unit, and you're like, 
going behind my back. There's like like, division. Yes. No, I totally agree. Yeah. No, because I've seen, I've seen both sides. I've seen like a bride get really upset over something and the groom comfort her and be there for her. Even if he doesn't understand why she's stressed or why she's upset. Like it just shows that he truly like cares. He or she truly cares about her. Um, and yeah, no, you're right. I, that's a good point. I've definitely seen that a, a few times. And yeah. it's just, it's interesting. I don't know. Maybe I'm just being judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's, it, it, it's just such an interesting position that we are in because of all the vendors, we are the ones that get to know them the best. Well, let's, let's lighten up the mood. Let's, uh, let me bring up something that's not as drab. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So arguably, you know, Simone Biles was definitely one of the most popular weddings of 2023, but I would say Sophia Richie's really like took the cake. Like that was the wedding to watch. Yes. Everyone was obsessed with. And there were so mm-hmm. many elements to it that I think like even people who aren't involved in weddings kind of know inside and out. But I was just curious to see if you saw any of those elements spilling into your couples and their inspirations for weddings. Yes, I would say um, definitely. There's a couple things that I've seen kind of brides pull inspo from Sophia's wedding. Um, the first thing is just the florals, kind of like her color palette that she chose for the florals, like the um, mm-hmm. all white florals with greenery, very classic, elegant, timeless. So many of our brides, even going into 2024, are like when I asked them during our initial like discovery call, like, what's your vision? Like, tell me about your decor, florals, things like that. They say like white florals, greenery, classic, timeless, elegant, sophisticated. And I feel like all those words really describe like Sophia's wedding and the overall feeling of it. So definitely floral inspiration. Brides have been pulling from her wedding. Um, And I know that lots of brides have done this, not just Sophia, but I feel like Sophia's outfit changes were so iconic. Um, And so I've seen a lot of brides like do more outfit changes too. Um, from ceremony to reception, you know, opting for like a shorter, flirtier dress um, that kind of gives them more freedom to move during the reception. Um, so that as well. Those are honestly the two biggest things that I've seen from her wedding, but her wedding was definitely like one of the best weddings of 2023, like stunning. You're so right. Like this was 2023 was like the year of the bridal wardrobe, like one dress just simply won't do. It's funny. I think I've seen more brides than not in 2023 have multiple dress changes. Yes. Which did you do for it's your just, wedding? Because I didn't do for mine. I, and I hated that no, I didn't do it. I yeah. I had um, I had a skirt that like a tool skirt that went over for my ceremony, and Ooh. then I took it off for reception. So th- I thought that was fun. And then it had like a removable sleeve it. too. So it was like getting, no. you know, a little bit of, of all worlds. But yeah, it didn't change. I My idea of it too, and like not that people weren't doing it in 2021, it was definitely less popular. Um, but I still was like, you know what? I well, My mom paid for my dress, which I'm super grateful for. Thank you, Wend. But like when paid a good amount of money for this dress and like we loved it and I literally Mm -hmm. will never wear it again. So like why wouldn't I spend as much time as possible in it on that day? Was my rationale. Yes. How about you? I never did you do a change? 
No, the re and I wish I would have because my dress was beautiful, but it was so stinking tight. Like Adrian, I tried to sit down and I was like sitting on the edge of my like seat. I like couldn't. It was so tight because not that I had gained weight. I just like wanted it that tight because I have like a curvy body and my husband. I was like, oh, my husband will love this, you know. Of course, and, yes. Um, I I was like kicking myself because I didn't have a change of shoes and I was wearing the most uncomfortable heels. Like they were so adorable, like so cute. But um, I didn't have a change of shoes and then I didn't have an outfit change. And I wish if my, if my dress was comfortable, then I would have been fine not having an outfit change, but it was not comfy at all. So I need like a standing dress and a seating dress. You know what I mean? Totally. Totally. I know that's like, that's another thing people don't think about when they're looking for dresses. And it's something we always suggest to people like when they put you up because they'll have you stand up on a platform, like Mm -hmm. one, your dress is going to just fall so much more gorgeously because you're like a foot taller. So you're just going to look way better. You have to walk around in it and you have to sit in it, like move all around in every angle in that dress because they can be so uncomfortable. That is great advice. Yeah. No, I, I definitely didn't get that advice. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> well, I saw your wedding pictures. I mean, you looked gorgeous. You would never know that it was so uncomfortable because you looked amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I tried. <laughs> when we had said the thing of the night, I was like, oh, I can breathe. Oh, my gosh. Whew, man. How about, how about any other, like, 2023 mm-hmm. inspo do you see that spilling into any other weddings like not just Sophia Richie but anything that you've seen like in 2023 that a lot yeah. of couples are now doing um honestly the I don't know if any celebrities have done this but a big thing that we've we saw in 2023 that I've never seen before was no wedding party um which I I think we had like five couples who did no wedding party which was doesn't seem like a lot like when you're working with like 20 30 couples but I was like I was pleasantly surprised and it was more so at our more intimate weddings like 100 guests or less that we saw no wedding party yeah and from a planner's point of view logistically there's a lot to think through about um, not having a wedding party because typically the best man like will have the rings the maid of honor will hold the bouquet and fluff the train so like we had to like kind of rework what we were used to like okay I will give the officiant the rings, you know, because they need to get to the officiant anyways. And then we'll have like someone in the front row fluff the dress and take the bouquet. So like that was a big thing that we saw. And I I love a no wedding party because so do I. I don't know. I just think it's it's about the couple and um no one really cares about the bridesmaids or the groomsmen, to be honest. All eyes are on the couple. Um and if you don't have a supportive wedding party, then it's like they can be cause more trouble than ease. One hundred percent, Jenny you took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I actually just did yeah. a video on this, and I I truly um, think like within the next couple of years, bridal parties as we know them will cease to exist because mm-hmm. they are. It's just what you said. Like, okay, well, who do I like? Kind of have to have in the bridal party because maybe they're like my my cousin or whatever, and I didn't really want them or who did I ask? And they actually don't really want to be a part of it because it's a big financial obligation. Like mm-hmm. there's, and the photos, like this is another thing I tell people all the time. You spend so much time worrying about the lineups for your bridal party photos. You never ever look at them. Like you have plenty right. of photos with your friends, like 
you don't, you will get more photos, candid photos with your friends that day. Like you do not need those formal set up with bridal party. Like I could go on and on about this. We should do another episode just about like the yes. benefits of not having a bridal party, but yes. it's, it's so true. And I've, I, you're right. I saw it a lot this year. I saw in like mm-hmm. maybe one or two high profile weddings, but I, yeah. I think you're dead on. Like that is, mm-hmm. it's going by the wayside for good reason. Like yes. it's just so everyone in the matching dresses and which everyone hates or like having to rent their suit, which everyone hates. Like it's yeah, like how many it's all these things people don't have like. in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> like too many. I have so many. Too many. <laughs> yeah. And you know, you could just as easily do all the same things that you do that day with your friends without having like the wedding party and like those months mm-hmm. and months and months of like the agony of who's complaining or setting up all the hair and makeup and all that stuff. Right. No, I totally agree. I love that trend. And I think it's going to, it's definitely like here to stay when we see more and more of it, like you said. For sure. For sure. Any other trends that you're predicting for 2024, 2025 weddings? So, yes, I feel like that it's so popular on Instagram right now. Like, when I'm scrolling on my like discovery page, it's like 20, 24 predictions, 2024 predictions. Um, so yeah, other than no wedding party. Um, oh, what's another one? I feel like at least from my perspective, as I've been meeting with our 2024 brides, like a lot of them are um, opting more for more like bold, colorful weddings, which is kind of a nice contrast from, like I said, a lot of our 2023 brides did the classic, timeless, simple, like white, white, white florals and greenery, which is beautiful. I love that. Um, but we have quite a few brides this year who are like, we want all these like peachy, like pastel colors, like pinks and oranges, or like, I want, there's one bride in June who's doing like all these bold colors, which we're so excited about her color palette. Um, so I think, I think more brides are not only like not being afraid of color, but also they're trying to think of more, um, ways to make their wedding, uh, represent like them as a couple. So like different unique touches and elements that they can add. Um, I've gotten so many emails in the past couple of months from our brides being like, Hey Jenny, do you know of any like fun, unique things we can add to cocktail hour or to the reception, like things that aren't overdone. So I think more and more couples are wanting their weddings to be um, not just a copy and paste, um, but to more be unique to them and their interests, which I think is super cool. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you. Like everything's just becoming so much more experiential and personalized. And Mm -hmm. I love that. And you know, it could be a trend. Like we could go 10 years from now and it could be like, you know, cookie cutter, like everyone's back to rise but that's the fun of it. Like seeing how things change and evolve. Like some people might really like the traditional aspect of it. And some people are like mm-hmm. so anti bride. They absolutely hate it. Like just want to get far from it. Yes. I think that's one of the most like fun things about our job is just not no weddings the same. Like every wedding is so different. Um, and the couple's wants and needs are so different. And I love it because it keeps you on your toes. Like you're always thinking yeah. of new ideas that you can suggest to, you know, your future couples. Um, and I think it's just, there's never a boring day, like ever, because every day is so different. Every couple is so different. Every wedding is so different. 
I love it. I'm excited Absolutely. for the 2024 wedding. It's going to be fun. I know. So am I. It's so, it's so <laughs> exciting. We're like in a very exciting time because it's all ahead of us now, you know? <laughs> yes. I, I love January and like the possibilities. Like I love it. Fun. No, That'll you're right. Awesome. It is. It's all exciting stuff. Like we have lots of cool stuff to look forward to. Before mm-hmm. I let you go, I have two things for mm-hmm. you. So one yes. of them is a listener question. And I wanted to get your opinion on this because I hear people kind of talk about this a lot, but never really in the mainstream. So I'm going to pull up this question. Now, this is from Beth, who is actually a dear friend of mine. So hi, Beth. Thank you for asking me this question. Oh, hi, Beth. Um, Okay. (laughs) So Beth said, can we talk about addressing envelopes with Mr. and Mrs. with only the husband's name? Maybe it's me, Mm -hmm. but I just don't like it. We take their last name to be a family, but do I have to take his first name too? So for anyone who doesn't realize is in the early stages of planning, when you address envelopes, typically you would write it, and I'll just use myself for an example. Instead of writing like Mrs. Adriana Brockman and Mr. Jake Brockman, it would be Mr. and Mrs. Jake Brockman. So mm. that's what Beth has taken issue with. Jenny, let me get your thoughts on this. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I I read that question and I um, I was like, oh my gosh, like I've never thought about this. I feel like people don't talk about it. Um, but I, it has come up in um, the grand entrance when couples are doing the grand entrance. Sometimes DJs will automatically write like Mr. and Mrs. Evan Lynn, like for, in, for my name. Um, and, and, and then the bride, one of the ones recently, the bride was like, Jenny, do, do we have to, does the DJ have to announce it? Like with, you know, his first name and his last name. Like, I don't want that. Like I'm my own person. I'm my own entity. And I'm like, no girl, like we, I can go run and tell the DJ to say it however you want to be announced. Um, so no, I agree with Beth. I, I, I'm not about traditions. I am like, whatever you want to do. Like, if you want to go that route, that's fine. It's not my personal preference. Um, I, I mean, I think we've talked about this too, like uh, last time we don't have gender roles in my in my marriage and I am my own unique person and I have my own identity separate from my husband. Um, so I would not want to be lumped into his like first and last name. I love him and I love his last name. It's easier than my maiden name. Um, but <laughs> no, I agree with Beth. I, and I feel, I haven't seen a lot of couples doing that. Um, only really, I guess, on some invitations. And I feel like the influence is coming from parents, like the older generation, be like, oh, that's tradition. I'm like, screw tradition. Like, <laughs> screw tradition. <laughs> Beth is a good one. She's like, she's always on it. But I agree. And I think that if you're going to get a calligrapher to do your invitations, like, okay, mm-hmm. that's going to add a little bit of expense because you're just, you know, adding real estate to the envelope. And the more that you write, the more expensive it's going to be. But most people are printing these. So it really yes. doesn't take much. Yes. So if if you want to, just write both names. Like I, I don't see why we can't just change that. It's so funny. Like some of the archaic things that we keep in weddings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like people just think they have to do it just because it's always been done. And right. I'm like, no, no, honey, yeah. you don't have to do that. Like, <laughs> yes. 
I feel like I just get like flack mostly from moms. Like, and we, we worked with so many great moms and I, but like so many moms are just like married to tradition. And then like, God forbid we like stray away from tradition. I have to like explain like why we're doing this. And I'm like, it's 2024. Let's just like, we don't need to do all those. Yeah. Like you said, archaic. That's a really good word. Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to. It's the same thing with like the cake cut and all of those types of things. Like mm-hmm. people get so butthurt about it, but it's not necessary. Right. Um. All right, Jenny, before I let you go. So every episode we do an after party. And since you yeah. are a two-time guest, Jenny was on episode 12. If anyone didn't listen, yes, they have that was to. A good one. It's a great episode. I love yes. that episode. Um. But since you already answered the after party questions, I need new after party questions for you, except for one, because I think, you know, no one can get too much advice. But um, we're going to answer a new round. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> All right, Jenny. Um, a dream destination wedding location or venue? So definitely on my bucket list um, to do a wedding there is Santorini, Greece. I just feel like with like the white buildings and the like, the crystal clear blue waters, like doing it with like the wa- the water and the backdrop, like for ceremony, oh, it would be stunning. Like everyone in um, you know, the the guys in white, the girls in like a I don't know, like a pretty blue, like oh my mm. gosh, that would be so my dream is Greece, yeah. It sounds so fabulous and it needs such minimal decor because it's just right? like rich with beauty. Oh. Yes. That's such a oh good my- point. I didn't even think about that. Another reason to go. Another reason to go. I love that. Jenny, you are subbing a cake for a dessert station. What are you choosing? Uh, mini cheesecakes, hands down. Mm-hmm. Like you can do so many different flavors, like chocolate raspberry, um, peanut butter, um, you know, like chocolate fudge. Oh my gosh. Like just like a mini cheesecake that you can just like it's different than a cupcake. So it's more, um, it's not as, not as, it's not as overdone. Um, but it's like, gosh, unless you're lactose intolerant, that would suck because you can't have that, but (laughs) you can get um, like also a a dairy free cheesecake. I'm sure they make those now. Right. Yeah. Like a vegan one. Oh yes. You can do vegan cheesecakes and then like, totally not slices. Cause no one likes to have a plate and a fork and you feel like tied to a seat, like just like mini ones that you can just grab and like just go, you know, hit the dance floor. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, that is such a good one. Now I'm hungry. (laughs) Yeah, I know. know. All right, Jenny, last time I asked you what song you need to hear at a wedding. And this time Mm -hmm. I want to ask you, what song do you never want to hear at a wedding again? There are so many, like (laughs) so many. I had such a hard time choosing one. But if I you can had, name a few if you have to. Gosh, I mean, definitely like any of the ones like the line dance songs where you like they're like desperate pleas to get people on the dance floor. I'm yeah. like like the cha cha slide, Cotton Eye Joe. Like I hate those songs. And whenever our couples are like, I'm like, hey guys, like the song list is due to the DJ. Like what songs are on your do not playlist? And when they're like, oh, any of like the you know the cheesy. um, dance floor songs like we don't want those i like jump up and down with joy i'm like thank god like yeah i hate those songs terrible yeah Never i'm again. with you it's actually funny my nephew he's three he has just discovered the cha-cha slide <laughs> and he makes us do it like a few times a week so i'm like oh my god oh my gosh I I gotta get away thoughts from and prayers like that. <laughs> 
It's really cute when he does it, but it's, yeah. you know, it's some PTSD for sure. Right? I'd be triggered <laughs> if I heard it. Like, like, oh, no, like not in a wedding <laughs> setting. Yeah, no. Oh my god, I love it. Okay. And then last question. You gave a great piece of advice last time, but mm-hmm. I think when people are planning a wedding, they can never get too much good advice, especially from professionals like yourself. So Jenny, if you could offer one more piece of advice to mm-hmm. any couple planning a wedding, what would you tell them? Yes. Now, this is what I wanted to circle back to. So this is a oh, good yay. way to wrap up. Oh my it gosh, because you know me. I forgot. Yeah, I, <laughs> I didn't forget. I always tell people to remind me, but then I never forget. So anyways... Um, it has to do, we kind of touched on this earlier, but, um, I know that, you know, the no wedding party is becoming a trend, but my advice to couples, cause there's still quite a few couples who are choosing to have a wedding party. And, yeah. um, a lot of our couples lately have been struggling with who to have in their wedding party and like who to ask. And what I've been telling them lately, and they've really been like resonating with this. So I was like, oh, I have to share this. Um, honestly, there's you have to think about like five years down the road when you are looking back at your wedding album, like when you're looking at the people who you chose to stand by you, like, are you looking at those photos fondly or are you realizing like, Oh crap, I just asked them to be in my wedding because I didn't want them to get butthurt. I didn't want to hurt their feelings. Like, right. Or like so-and-so is friends with this person. So if I ask this person, I have to ask that person. And I've been telling them, I'm like, trust me, there is no worse feeling because I I felt it personally than looking back at your photos and just being like, why did I invite them? Like, I was too afraid to hurt their feelings. And now they're in all of my wedding party photos. My husband feels the same way about some people that he chose. And it's like, it's not that there was any like point of contention that we had with them, but like we weren't that close with them at the time, but we felt obligated to ask. So my advice to couples is to not only... Um, you know, invite people who you truly want to stand by you on such a momentous day, but also invite people who are going to uplift you, who are going to support you, who are going to be kind and helpful and thoughtful and selfless, because there are a lot of different um, things that you can do if you're in a wedding party to help support the couple or hurt the couple. And they're just some really selfish people and they try and make the wedding about themselves. And I'm like, if you see a red flag in that person, do not ask them to be at your wedding. Like, cause it not only causes, you know, so much stress for you guys as a couple, it causes stress for the wedding coordinator or planner, causes stress for other vendors, for family. Like if they're not going to be supportive, like, sorry, you're cut, you know? So I think being more selective and being more intentional when choosing your wedding party is so, so, so important. And couples don't realize that. That was one of the better pieces of advice I've heard. It's Thank so, you. so true. No, and it's, it's underrated. And I think a lot yeah. of people feel this way. And they're like a little bit too scared to talk about it just because of what you yeah. said. Like you don't want to hurt someone's feelings or like there's a connection with this person or that person. But at the end of the day, like this is your life. And if mm. someone is stressing you out now, like, and they always have, they are always going to like, Get them out of your life now. And that doesn't mean like, oh, you have to have this big, like, I'm calling off a friendship. Just like peel back a little bit. Mm -hmm. Don't put them as an honorary position on the biggest day of your life. It's really, really good advice. I love that you said that. Yes. Well, no, thank you. And I think I I like, 
my couples will come back to me and they'll be like, well, I don't want to this, this, and this. And I, I go, Hey, this is how you can approach it with them. You can say, Hey, I love you. You know, I care about you, but you can say, we're trying to, you know, due to numbers, we need to keep our wedding party a little smaller, but I would still love you to celebrate with me at the bridal shower. I would still love you to come on my bachelorette trip. Like there are other things and other roles that they can play that aren't as like involved as being in the wedding party. So totally. Um, and I think that comes with age too, because like the older I get, the more I'm like, I don't care. Like I'm more confrontational. I'm like and everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I care about my happiness. I'm like, no, I mean, um, uh, yeah, but it's, I think that comes with age as well. Um, and yeah. a lot of these brides are like early twenties, mid twenties. So, I mean, I try yeah. it as best as possible to like lovingly guide them in the right direction. <laughs> <laughs> they need it, Jenny. They need yes. your guidance. We all do. You were you're so fun to talk to. I always I oh. you're always welcome anytime you ever want to come on. I love chatting with you. Oh. And I left everywhere that people can find you in the show notes, but I want you to plug away. Yes, yes. No, first, I mean, thank you so much for having me on again. I'm so honored to be like a repeat guest. I absolutely adore you. I think you're so so like fun and vibrant and just like such a bright light. Um, so thank You're you so, so much. Thank you, Jenny. Thank I feel like you. This is a compliment fest. I love it. <laughs> I I know. I could do this all day. I just I have to move yes. to Tennessee to be closer to you. <laughs> right. I know. Or I can move up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yes, uh, we are really active on Instagram. So um, our Instagram is before the vows, all one word, all lowercase, and then underscore. Um, cause before the vows, all the underscore was taken. So, um, Rude. yeah. And it's not even an active account. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> Anyways. Um, Annoying. and then, um, our website, you can find us on there. Um, if you're getting married, um, we would love to talk to you. We work all over the Southeast, but mostly in like Tennessee and Georgia. Um, but our website is before the vows, LLC.com. And then we have a contact form on there that you can fill out. Um, and we'll be in touch. Amazing, amazing. Check her out. You will not regret it. Jenny, thank you so much, my love. I will yes. chat with you soon, I'm very sure. Of course. I'll catch you in the DMs for sure. <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the episode today. Please like, review, rate, subscribe, follow, whatever the things are. It's really, really helpful. If you do support us, there's something in it for you too. You'll have the opportunity to win a free prenup bridal prep planner. We give one away every month. I have the directions on how to do that below, so make sure you check that out. Thank you again for listening. Happy planning. See you next Wednesday.